Te Robert Stephen, Te Aesop. Te wine dark seas and isles of Greece, Te Scotland's rugged climes, I've teen your tales of birds and beasts, And tried to mark some rhymes. And so I've hint to change the tongue that I your beasties speak, For our animals are Scottish, nay being versed in Greek. And there's inner twa inventions that has happened since your time, like alarm clocks and trainers, but I didn't think you'd mind. For the morals of your stories I have kept. And now it's Dean, I just hope that you'll forgive me for the liberties I've teen. The Lark and Her Young Ones A lark had raised her littlins in a park among the corn. She would leave them lying hidden like a doe deer we her fawn. But afore she left each morning, she would turn the run and say, Now mind, get ony news you can, for I'm awa the day. A day, when she was far awa, and foraging for mate, the farmer and his grieve came by, and leaned across the gate. The weather's looking fine and dry, and says the bonny corn, you'd better get the binder out, and tuck it in the morn. When the lark came home, they tilt her the arrangements that were made. Na, na, my bairns, bide far you're at. You're a recht here, she said. Next day the farmer came again, with his neighbours to the corn. If you'll all gaze a hand, says he, we'll get it in the morn. The bairns were fair excited when they tilt the mother lark. Na, na, says she, you're a recht yet. Just bide here in the park. Next day the farmer and his loons came by the park again. We'll come ourselves, the morn, says he. It's time the hest was in. When the littlins tell their mother o' oh, the plan that was approved to begin the hest next day, she says, It's time that we were moved. For I didna fear the neighbours, and the greaves nay are that keen. But if he's coming round himself, I'm sure it will be Dean. If you have important business, and you're seeking it dean well, then either see the dean out, or do the job yourself. The Town Mouse and the Country Mouse At a little country station, a moose sneaked off the train. She had come to see her cousin in her little butt and ben. It was out of the back of Benachy, where the cotter hoosie stood, in a howe doon by the water, a blow the big beech wood. Oh dear, she cried, is this the place? It's such a little house. I don't know how I'll manage. I'm a cultured city mouse. It's miles away from anywhere. It really is remote. I would think that in the winter they must be snowed up a lot. But she chappit at the door just ahead in the rubbish bin, and her little country cousin creeped out and took her in. Country cousin made her welcome in her simple, hamely why. There was cheese and mealy puddings and an anthrin bit o' pie. But grand cousin fair the city soon got tired o' country fair. You must come and stay with me, she said. You'd be very welcome there. I'm really quite well off, you know. I hardly like to boast, but when you come to stay with me, you can dine on steaks and roast. 
and the pantries and the larders are just chock-a-block with food. There's chocolate cake and caviar, everything that's good. Country Moose was fair excited at the prospect of the change, for she'd never been past Huntley. This was wheel outside her range. So they caught the morning shuttle at the little country station and hid among the luggage till they reached their destination. Then they crept a hen a barrel just outside the station bar, for to walk the streets by daylight was too dangerous by far. From the evening rush was hour, they get creeping through the tune. But as they crossed the traffic lest they nearly got run down. And sign the pair were spotted by a dog out for a stroll, and they only just escaped him when they lope it down a hole. It was quarter past eleven when they reached the city house. And now you'll see how grand folk live, said the snooty city moose. So they gaed round a' the pantries, stop at foo o' dainty fare, a bit o' this, a bit o' that, a nibble here and there. By the time they'd din the larders, country moose was gay replete, but when they reached the dining room, her joy was just complete. For on the table there she saw the leavens o' a meal. She had never yet imagined city folk could live sae weel. There was salmon, there were chickens, and muckle hams and steaks, and strawberries and trifles, and fudge and chocolate cakes. So they gorged themselves on athing till they couldn't attack nae mare. Sang they lay doon on the sofa, for their bellies were guys there. It was nearly half past seven, when they walked we a start, for they'd both been sleeping soonly and they hadn't heard the cat. They get loping off the sofa, then they dashed across the fleer, but Cat began to catch him up, so they dived beneath a cheer. As they crouched to blow the cheer, with their backs against the wall, they discovered to their horror there was nae escape of awe. When they heard the wifey coming, they were paralysed with fear, but she took the cat and threw him out. You shouldn't be in here. Oh, me, the country moose exclaimed. I thought my end had come. I thought we'd all be eaten. This may be all right for some, but I'm going back to the country, to my little cotter house. You can keep your city living. I'm a simple country moose. City life has money pleasures, and that can be gainsaid. But there's maybe other treasures country folk prefer instead like the colours of the morning and the birdies on the wing, and the blossom on the rodden, and the bonny flowers in spring, like the crying of the wild geese, and the singing of the burn, and the bonny autumn colours when the leaves begin to turn, like the glory of the sunset when it's fading in the west, and the beauty of the starlight when the sun has gained to rest. Signed copies of Aesop's Fables in Scots Verse by Robert Stephen can be ordered from www.scots-verse.co.uk